1: Classic streams.
0: Stories of science fiction from the years beyond 2000 AD. Today, the story of a horrible nightmare that wouldn't stop even when the dreamer woke up. A story called The Green Thing. 2,000 plus 175. It is late evening, and all is peaceful and quiet in Dr. Harvey Glendon's sanitarium. Outside on the vast estate that stretches away from the main building, there are only the soft country noises, the wind sighing in the trees, the shrill chirpings of innumerable crickets. In the well-furnished rooms, the patients sleep stretched out on comfortable mattresses and clean white sheets, the country breezes straying over their forms. In room 32B, Mr. Summers sleeps peacefully with his head on a fluffy pillow. He sleeps, and he dreams.
2: Help me! Help me!
0: The growing psychological problems facing our nation, the government has sent me to you, Dr. Glendon, to enlist your aid, since you're the country's outstanding psychiatrist. Well, I'm honored indeed, Mr. Carley. But I don't know that there's much I can tell you about the advancement of psychiatric research that isn't being published in the medical journals. Well, Dr. Glendon, isn't there anything that you're working on now, something definite? I know you're a cautious scholar, but. uh, Look, Mr. Carling, it isn't possible to announce sweeping new generalizations in our kind of science. Our work is painstaking, complex, highly subjective. You take the case of one of the patients here in the sanitarium. Oh, Betty, will you bring our records of Mr. Summers?
3: Yes, Dr. Brennan, just one moment.
0: Summers is about 40, 41. He was admitted five months ago, suffering from a melancholia.
3: Here are the records, Doctor.
0: Oh, thanks, Betty. Now, as you can see from these notations, he's been feeling much better the past few weeks. Mm-hmm. Yes, I see. Until last night, when he suddenly woke up screaming in his bed. He was being attacked, he shouted, by some sort of green devil. We had the hardest job getting him under control. Now, in the past, Summers had spoken quite often of a green hat that he lost as a child. His father, he remembered, had punished him severely for losing it. In later life... Mr. Glendon... This is all very interesting, but you can hardly call this dream analysis anything new. Yes, it has been known for centuries. Well, then I don't understand... Mr. Carling, I know why you came to see me. Apparently, I haven't been able to keep my achievement as secret as I'd hoped. That's right, sir. We've heard rumors. All right, Mr. Carling. I've said that Mr. Summer's dream is very unusual. Now, would you like to see it? You I mean... See his dream? Exactly. I'm going to show you a motion picture of Mr. Summer's dream. Photographed from the subconscious mind, exactly as he dreamed it. I attach special nerve electrodes, and these electrodes pick up the current impulses of the brain. Then these impulses are transmuted back into pictures on the film of the machine. Really very similar to the method of wireless photography.
3: Here's Mr. Summers' dream reel, Doctor. Oh,
0: fine. thanks, Eddie. The projector tube is ready, so I just place the dream reel in it.
3: And uh, there.
0: Hold on to your hat, Mr. Carling. You're going to see an actual dream.
1: slices of lemon drops will do. He thinks I don't see him putting the pennies in his pocket when he knows they belong to me. Uh, three slices of lemon drops, it is, little boy. I'm not a little boy, Clouper, and you know it. I'm all grown up, and I don't come to your store anymore. I don't even live here anymore, and you steal pennies. All right, all right. Get out my little boy. Take your lemon drops and get out. Get out. Music. I didn't know Klauber had music in his store. I don't like his music. I'll slam his door. I'll go out in the street. Now there won't be any more penny stealing music. Oh, what's that? It won't go
4: away. It won't
1: go away. It's a monster with great pink eyes and long stalks.
4: It's standing in front of me. It has
1: claws.
4: You're not the little boy anymore, Summers.
1: Oh, no, no, don't touch me with your claws.
4: Come with me now, Summers. You are mine. You belong to me. No,
1: no, no, you're touching me. Don't! Don't!
0: I got to him at that moment, and the dream machine shut off. Phew, some dream. Uh, what effect will the discovery of this dream machine have on psychiatric research, Dr. Glendon? Well, I've only just perfected it about four or five months ago. We've got perhaps 40 or 50 photographed dreams in our files. 40 or 50? Yeah. However, as far as developing new techniques and treatments, maybe years before I can get them analyzed and correlated so that overall theories can be drawn from them. As long as that... Now you understand, Mr. Carling, why it's a little difficult for me to answer your questions. That dream was fascinating. I've never seen anything like it. Uh, Doctor, I know I'm presuming on your time, but I'd like to see just one more. I'll have to report on these at the government bureau. Well, only one more, though. I'm sorry, but I'm quite busy. Uh, What about this one here? The purple tag. What's that for? I haven't seen that one myself yet. Purple tag means it's in the violent ward. Rolf. Hmm. Sick man. Well, we'll try it. All set. Gibberish, I'm afraid. We'll Ralph's a difficult we'll case. Homicidal tendencies. Uh, that Comes from be a be good be family. He's a do very do successful businessman. Hmm. Can me. you do anything for him? Oh, I think so. There are times when he can be reached, lucid moments. And some of his dreams provide clues. There, see? I'll
2: sell it Oh, no, no! Don't touch
0: me! Your claws! Your green claws! Your green claws! Doctor, look. On the screen. Look, there it is again. That green thing. No. It's impossible. Two people can't possibly have the same dream. understand it, Betty. I can't understand it. I've been through all the records of both of them, Summers and Roth. There's nothing in their background that would cause them to have the same dream. Are you sure they haven't been together at some time?
3: I'm positive, Doctor. They haven't even met. (laughs) Mr. Roth came here only a month ago, and he was placed in the violent ward immediately. He's never been out of it.
0: It's possible for people to have similar dreams, yes, but never to dream of the same unusual, horrible, specific subject as that... that green thing. Every detail was the same. The pink eyes, the claws makes me shudder myself. Betty, I want our dream reels. All those I haven't seen.
3: Oh, now, you're not going to view them all. It would take you... I don't
0: care how long it takes. I want to see them all. I've got a funny feeling inside. And I won't be at ease until I know. Until I'm sure.
3: Sure of what, Dr. glenmore
0: Sure that none of the other patients have had that dream. That same horrible dream of... of that green thing. <laughs>
3: Dream nine, Mrs. Jordan. Shall I put the sound on?
0: Oh, no, not necessary. We can see it if it appears. No, nothing here.
3: Dream ten, Miss Farnham.
0: No, nothing.
3: I don't think we'll find anything, Doctor. It must have been a freak, a coincidence.
0: Keep going, keep going.
3: Dream eleven, Mr. Craig.
0: Dream 21.
3: Nothing there, either.
0: Dream 22. Maybe you're right, Betty. I'm beginning to think myself... Dr. Glendon!
3: Dr. Glendon, look! There it is!
0: A green thing. Dream
3: 42, Mr. Bradley. Ah! Turn
0: off the sound. Turn it off. That's it again. A green thing. Four of them, Carling. Four dreams of that monstrous green thing. Each one for a different patient, and each one during the past week. Carling, there's something there. Something to make even a psychiatrist feel frightened. Darling, the patients weren't having a dream... They couldn't be. They had nothing in common but the fact that they're in this sanitarium. Why, even the nature of their illnesses are different. Right there, aren't you getting a little mixed up yourself? Huh? You saw those dreams. I saw them. Betty saw them. I know it's incredible, Listen, to have a dream means that you create that dream. You and nobody else. You mean you think the patients didn't create those dreams? They're not their dreams? There is such a thing as thought projection. Mental telepathy? Yeah. Why should anyone want to... Someone may have found out about the dream machine. Maybe jealousy or grudge or a hatred of psychiatry in general. There are many reasons. What we've got to do is to find out where it's coming from. The patients must be protected. How? First, we've got to find out whether this telepathy is coming from inside or outside the sanitarium. Then we've got to track it down. I tell you, Carling, whoever's trying this terror by mental telepathy isn't going to get away with it. I'm not going to stand by while a lifetime's work is destroyed by a campaign of terror against my patients. I'm going to institute protective measures at once. Anything yet, Doctor? Oh, I still have the guard of beam, beamed on the area directly around the main building. I didn't expect to find anything so close, but I want to search every inch of the grounds. I still feel whoever it is is on the grounds. Can't be sure of anything, except that I'm convinced that the staff is loyal, and I have a hunch that whoever is transmitting these thought waves will want to be close enough to judge the results.
3: Shall I bring the patients down now, Dr. Brendan?
0: Oh, yes, Betty. Go get them, will you, please? It's possible that they may be able to help us. They may have felt current emanating from a certain direction. Mm. I think the guard screen has reached its range limit, Doctor. It's repeating itself. Mm. All right, I'll give it wider focus. I'm going into the grounds now. Wait, there's something. A figure on the screen. Yeah, I see him. He's carrying a club, a stick or something. Who is it, Doctor? Can you tell? I don't want to alarm him. I'll signal the patrol corps. But me. That red button on the wall, isn't it? Oh, no, no calling. Never mind. That is one of the patrol corps. I can see his armband. Too bad. Well, I'll switch the machine to the north fringe. There's another figure. That... <laughs> <laughs> we seem to be well guarded. Another member of the patrol corps. Well, let's hope the patients will be able to Here's come. Betty.
3: Doctor. Doctor.
0: She's alone. Hey, Betty, where are the patients?
3: They're gone, Doctor. What they disappeared. And a fifth patient has just begun screaming in his room. The green thing, the green thing. Sixty four, all accounted for, Doctor. The four that are missing would make sixty eight. That's how many patients we have.
0: I checked the nurses, eight besides Betty. They're all here. And the patrol corps have checked the rest of the staff. And no one has left the grounds except the four patients. Unless somebody got in and carried them off. No, no. No jet mobiles and no jet ships have been in the vicinity between the time the patients were last reported and now. The patrol corps will for that.
3: There's the village.
0: Linfield... Oh, it's the only village for a hundred miles, but it's a backwoods country village, a quaint place, never kept up to the times. Now, oh, I doubt that they have any jetmobiles in Linfield, much less jet ships. You can't arrange for transportation there, can't you? The inn? Why, that's where they go. Why didn't I think of that before? It's the center of the village, the gossip spot. If the patients entered town at all, all news of them would spread to the inn. Better, you take charge here. Carling and I are going to
3: Linfield. How long will you be gone, Doctor? Until we find them. You're no longer alive. <laughs>
1: I can't help
0: you now, doctor. I ain't seen uh, no strangers, spoke to no strangers. Or you heard of no strangers. Well, how about transportation, jet mobiles, or jet ships? Ain't put in any calls for jetmobile service now, on to two months. Not since Miss Jennings busted her leg and we had to send her to the hospital in the city. Oh. <laughs> jet ships? What? <laughs> Last time one of them flaming monsters landed here, we nearly had a ride in Linfield. Then fools all thought it was invasion from Mars. Just around a wild goose chase, Doctor. Yeah, so it seems. Well, thanks anyhow, Mr. Barker. You've been very helpful. Hots, <laughs> he says. A frosted idiot believes in hoes. I do, I do. Everyone knows there's ghosts, everyone.
1: Knows. There's no such thing as gold. There are ghosts. There
0: are ghosts in every village and town. Quiet down, you boys. You'll be getting my hand a bad reputation off. Hey, 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 there's the doctor. Dr. Glendon talking to Mr. Barker. I put it up to him now, okay? What would you say, Doc? There's no such thing as haunts, ghosts, either now.
1: you, you tell my ignorant friend.
0: Uh, I wasn't listening very carefully. But if it's ghosts you're talking about... There's never been any scientific evidence that they exist. Arts don't exist. That's what you're trying to say, ain't it, Doc? Uh, That's right. Oh, come on, Carling. Let's get out of here. Hey, there ain't no ghosts. This this Doc's an educated man. He knows. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Then suppose you tell me what that green thing was floating around down near the cave. And we ain't the only one that's seen it. Right, boys? A green thing? Where? What are these caves? Right down to the river. Why, Doc, you ain't going there. It's nighttime now.
1: Darling, will you
0: risk it? I've got my right, gun. Doc, you're crazy. I'm telling you, there's a haunt. Why, there ain't a man in this whole village go with you tonight.
1: Well, if it's only a
0: ghost, you needn't worry. But if we're not out of those caves by dawn, you better come for us. It won't be a ghost that's holding us. <laughs> This must be the right cave, Carling. It's the only one with a brush trampled down in front of it. Here is a tomb in here. Shh, quiet. I don't hear anything. Well, they just don't want to be taken by surprise. Have to be as quiet as possible. All right, come on. What's that? Carling, What yeah. are you? Carling, are you all right? It's coming for me. The green
2: thing. The green thing. It's
0: warm. It's terrible. No, no, no. There's nothing there. You're on the floor of the cave, but there's no one near you. Nothing. Boy, he's asleep. He's having the dream. That same dream. You're come on, Carling. Come, come, come on. Snap out of it, Carling. Oh, it's only a dream. Only dream. a dream. I mean... There's something left here. I need
4: You conquer me, Dr. Glendon.
1: I can't be. Standing over me. The pink eyes and long stalks. Your claws. The green thing.
4: Dr. Glendon Into this rough chamber And you, Mr. Carling Don't worry You won't fall My will is controlling you
0: My patience Over there in the corner Rolf, Bradley, Summers, gone. I what have you done to him? Summers, are you all right? Bradley this
4: is Dr. Glennon,
3: your doctor. What's the matter with Gardner! Bradley!
4: Nothing is the matter with them. They just don't understand you anymore. They are attuned only to Venusian thought wave.
0: Venusian?
4: Venus? That is right. For a long time, we have been observing your Earth, your resources, and your remarkable technology. But we did not know how to conquer you, for we of Venus have no strength or physical dexterity, only mental power. You shouldn't have told me that i want to beat that horrible
0: body of yours to a pulpy green mess.
4: You hit only air, didn't you? I'm growing tired of this game. Stop. I will that your arms obey me and not you. I, I can't move them.
3: Call him, for me.
4: Do not be foolish again, and I will return their motion. You hypnotize my patients the same way, didn't you? By those dreams. A little more complicated than what you Earthlings call hypnosis. But it is mind control. I have come to Earth to prove to my planet that this is the way to conquer your Earth control the minds of its inhabitants and thereby control their strength, their physical dexterity. I began on your patients first because their minds are more easily controlled. What do you want of them? Their bodies. They can perform physical acts that I cannot With their bodies, we Venusians can continue our investigation of your planet at close range. And we can also study the structure of the Earthling when I bring them back with me. Bring them back? To Venus? Do not worry, my dear doctor. I shall not separate them from you. I will also take you and your companion with me to Venus as rare prizes. Earthling, bind these two men.
0: No. No, don't do it. I'm your friend, your doctor. No, let me go.
2: You shot You shot the monster. Forgot about me.
0: Maybe he didn't know the earthlings had weapons too, like ray guns. Why doesn't he fall? He's still standing.
4: Did you really think you could hurt me with that? Your death rays have no effect on my body. Drop your weapon. Find the men.
2: I'll shoot them. I'll kill you, please.
4: You cannot. But if you could, I would not care. There are millions more to choose from. You can kill yourselves, too. You are replaceable, except to yourselves. You are trapped. Your only escape is... ...death. Oh, the
0: crumbling. The explosion of your ray gun calling. You've loosened the rocks. It's a cave, and we'll be buried alive. The glider, quick! it, the way. The car at Not the patience before the green thing controls us again. Take control of
2: us. It's all only chance. There.
0: There's the mouth of the cave. Sorry, Doctor. It's locked. The locks have fallen here, too. There's one big one just at the mouth. If you move that one, I think we can make it. All right. All right, help me, Doctor. I'll get the patients, too. All right, come on. Here. Cool. Cool. It. It. Oh, it. Move.
2: Move. Come on. Now.
0: Now, we can squeeze through now. You go first, Doctor. Pull the patients after you. All right. All right, I'm out. Now, Rolf, come on. That's it. All right, Bradley, you next Oh <laughs> story about a man of science who dared tamper with the secret of human life. Be sure to listen to That Which Lived in a Head of Steel. 2000 Plus is produced by Dreyer and Winnelson Productions Incorporated. In today's cast, Lon Clark, played London. Joseph Julian was Carling. Elcher Sondergaard was Miss Connors. Gilbert Mack was Rolf. John Griggs was Summers. And Henry Morell was the green thing. The script was written by Edgar Marvin. <laughs> the music was composed by Elliot Jacoby, the orchestra conducted by Emerson Buckley. Sound, Walt Shaver and Adrian Penner. Engineer, Bob Albrecht. This is Ken. M- <laughs>